there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really well. We've definitely been potting it up now on this uh, two episode a week. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Let us know if you are. Definitely. That would be great to hear some of your guys' feedback on all of that. We got a fun episode today, though. We're going to be talking about the state of Kings Canyon and reading an archaeologist legend concept. Before we do any of that, though, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream, 4 to 6 p.m. PST. If you want two extra episodes a month and tons of other exclusive benefits, join our Patreon by clicking the link in the description below. If you're interested, it would really help us to continue doing this incredibly fun podcast. Let's hear some five-star reviews before we talk about Kings. First review coming from Noob Master Yoda. Five stars. I'm a day one player. Been level 500 since season five now, and I am just solo grinded to diamond in three days at the end of season seven while binge watching and re-binge watching episodes from you guys. I would like to have more tier list episodes from you guys, especially after this season update. What are your thoughts on the alternator, by the way? Been loving this season up until now. Yeah, I, you know, we shy away from the ranking of the legends and the weapons at this point uh, because we think it's a little tough. There's, there's a BR, there's so many elements. Maybe going about it in a tier list function might be somewhat more relevant. We can put it in consideration. Uh, thoughts on the alternator, though? Not drastically shifted. We talked about it uh, on last week's Tuesday episode. The actual DPS and doesn't really change that much with the one damage input, but I still am a fan of the alternator and how easy it is to use. For sure, yeah. Another, just add on to the whole tier ideas, it's hard to do the legend stuff. Yeah. It just is because it's not fair to put that bottom five legend because at their best, crypto wins games. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you going to put in the bottom? It's Mirage is the staple of consistency and he would be probably towards the bottom of the rankings. Yeah, we don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. And we see some legends very highly and some tier lists don't see them that way mm-hmm. so it's very interesting to look at them for weapons though we're always comparing legend mm-hmm. or weapons head to head so i think you can expect to see more of that but those are more condensed we don't look at all weapons we kind of try to pick our battles maybe we'll put some legend tiers on patreon or something though do maybe. something crazy like that next review coming from vega raptor i started listening to the pod at the beginning of season five and was a low silver player now i'm happy to say i hit plat two on the second split of season seven you are the best keep doing what you're doing that is so nice to hear um plat two that's serious mm-hmm. i think if you're in platinum you're really trying mm-hmm. it, it is difficult to be in platinum um and it, it takes time and effort. So very Congrats. happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. Should be super proud. Last review coming from Rover Bro 6 Love the pod and can't get enough. After getting Apex, I found this pod and I have improved drastically on my account. So well done, lads. Keep it up. Appreciate it. Glad you're feeling the improvement. Great reviews as always. We appreciate all the five-star reviews. If you ever want a question answered, leave it as a five-star review. Let's talk about Kings Canyon now, all the changes, kind of give you guys a bit of a refresher on some of the third-party secrets around the map. Yeah, so first off, there's been a good amount of updates. Mm -hmm. You know, last week we talked about kind of the bigger ones, uh, but there's a lot of smaller things that are definitely improvements. Yes. First one we've already gone into, but Spotted Lakes and Artillery, 
really improved SPO wise, very much should be dropped at, should be moved mm-hmm. through. Um, not only is there a lot of loop, but the rotation and the options are just kind of blown open. There's so many options for gameplay. I'm loving artillery right now because of it's not very contested at this point because it still isn't. everything's on crash site and spotted right now. And so you can drop there. I'm uncontested most of the time. And then I'm rotating through with pretty set up uh, weaponry and armor right into crash site to try and steal all those uh, explosive holds and such. I'm really liking that play currently. It, it's a really good move. I think we can definitely recommend that. Um, artillery, like I said last week, used to be in the top three most mm-hmm. contested places. It's you know, big, it's got high ground, it's high tier loot, mm-hmm. it should be popular. Spotted Lakes, on the other hand, that kind of facelift to the whole thing improves the loot, yes. improves the gunplay, but also the rotations out of it on the west side and the mm-hmm. south side around pit. Much more doable. Really nice, like actually enjoyable to be there. Mm-hmm. I think it really allowed a lot more air to be in the map, and I think these places, you Shouldn't be dissing them anymore. It's one, of my favorite, it's one of my favorite POIs right now, Spotted Lakes. I think it just looks outstanding and it plays perfectly right now. I think that's absolutely fair. The next kind of update was not necessarily a major one in the patch notes, but it's titled, uh, when you are passing through, Lagoon Crossing. And it's right outside containment. It used to be a big... Uh, wooden building, two floors, kind of the stereotypical one you have throughout Kings Canyon. It's now been replaced by a really solid bridge and then that newer futuristic style building and an explosive hold. It changes the flow of the map pretty drastically in that spot. It it really does. It also taking out that two story building really changes, you know, the that choke. Sight. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't really look like a choke on the mini map, but given that height, um, you really had a hard time crossing that river yeah um and so now i think it's a lot easier having the explosive hold there is really fun um but lagoon crossing i think not only is a good place to rotate by itself but it really helps containment i think it just makes that pressure a little less i'll throw in though that we actually used to drop there sometimes on that building and those two kind of like circular bin oasis looking things I'm not as confident in it as a drop spot right now. I don't think the newer style building has as much loot as that two-story guy does. And it wasn't like an ideal drop spot by any means, but it was kind of like a backup. And I'm not as confident in it right now. Yeah. And I think that that, the reason that we went there is containment was in the top three drop spots. Mm -hmm. It was salvage, gauntlet, and containment. That's where everyone was so if we wanted to get kills we had to go there but going for the 50 50 was tough now i think with the facelift to spotted and Mm -hmm. the new poi containment's um, a lot more accessible it's more accessible Mm -hmm. and so you don't necessarily have to go drop on a tree Mm -hmm. um, which is really nice next major update is kind of the one they were really proud of in Mm -hmm. the dev stream if you got to talk uh watch that but it's called farms and it's kind of far in between these two but between capacitor and containment mm-hmm. up on the hill um pretty much decimated open ground, ground. Mm-hmm. full on like not even rubble it's flattened what's interesting is there still is the charge tower there mm-hmm. and there still is a potential spawn for replicators since that's what i was gonna say they removed it because they wanted it to not be a place people stopped but keeping the charge tower and the replicator there means i'm still stopping there 
but with a lot less cover and I'm so much more vulnerable. And so maybe I shouldn't stop there, I guess is the point. But I feel like they could have accomplished a very similar thing in having the less elongated fights in that area by maybe just removing the underground and keeping a bit more of the building cover structure there. But I could be totally wrong. I've seen a lot of different opinions on this area on social media. And so I hope maybe we get an update on kind of like the statistics and the heat map of how this fight's going there. Yeah, I was thinking that an improvement they may go with and would have been kind of nice if they do want people to just move through it is slide in a zip line from yeah. right outside of capacitor all the way up to the top of that hill. That'd be cool. You're going to get people right through there real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear what you're saying. I'm kind of tempted to go hit the charge tower, mm-hmm. the replicator, but we both kind of know that's scary now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we still do it less, but definitely still in our mind. And if it's in our mind, it's probably in other people's. For sure. Next really, really major update to the entire map is dead center on Kings Canyon and what we call Scrap Cave mm-hmm. or the kind of the market cave. Um, the buildings on the mouth of that cave facing on the east side have been removed, mm-hmm. totally gone. On top of that, there's also now one of those new fancy echo bridges yep. um, down kind of where the water was and where all the big Leviathan footsteps are. Um, and then another interesting thing that I noticed was there's no more direct zip line from Cage across the water there. Mm-hmm. This is kind of another game design nerd thing, but what's interesting <laughs> is the zip line line is still on the mini map, but not in the game. And I thought that was really weird because that means the mini map is like completely separate file, totally different art. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not just a coded image. The changes of the have map. to be made separately. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, but major changes to the number one choke on Kings Canyon. Major improvement. I think it's playing better. I still don't think it's where people want it to be, though, at that point, because despite the buildings being removed, it's still just a crazy cave that has multiple points of entry. And as much as that zip line makes it slower to get people there, there's still another zip line that gets you right there as well. Uh, And so I think people were hoping that entire like cave was going to be destroyed and brought down in the overhaul destruction of the map. Uh, And so it's not what people have dreamed of, but it's definitely an improvement, no doubt. Yeah, definitely opened up a lot more room. It's interesting, you know, removing buildings. Mm -hmm. Um, With the new map, Olympus, a lot less urban. You don't really have cities. Mm -hmm. World's Edge is such a beloved map, but there's three actual cities. And, you know, it's interesting. How does removing buildings affect Legend Meta? Mm -hmm. Is that a nerf to Watson by taking out a building in a crucial center ring spot? We talk about the map and the legends a lot. And we've been refuted on the concept that it is impactful. I'm going to be stubborn and say I don't believe it still to this point, though. I think they're haters. Yeah. I think it's a hard thing to do. But, I mean, just look at win rate and pick rate mm-hmm. segmented by map played on. Mm-hmm. And there, I think there's going to be significant differences. And there's significant differences no. by the pros yeah. and in high levels of ranked. So. There is. Next major change is a new POI that's called Verdant Crossing. And now this is west of the southern watchtower, or what we call a diving board, mm-hmm. um, west of map room, yep. north of water treatment. Really cool POI. We're going to talk a little bit about it later, um, just in a minute. Also, tons of shifting around of jump towers. 
I didn't really buy it when they first said it. I didn't get it in my first week's playthrough. Mm -hmm. But now, starting this week, I am noticing like things are moved 100, 200 feet away. It's like drastic. major shifts. And really, they are saying that that's supposed to ease these third parties, that mm -hmm. it's harder because you have crazy audio in this game. You can hear fights pretty far. And with jump towers, you can really get there pretty mm -hmm. quick. By shifting them maybe 100, 200 feet all over the map, maybe that's helping. We'll see. I'm really curious to see how that map update impacts player happiness, I yeah. guess. The only other thing I'll throw in on kind of these locations and stuff are these watchtowers that are, you know, added. The, you know, sniper tower that goes up into the, in the sky and is supposed to be a great POI. Not impactful in any of my gameplay thus far. Uh, which is kind of sad to say, but I don't even activate them because it's not worth the huge sound that it creates and tells everyone that you're there. And I just needed to mention that real quick. It's an update for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to share our thoughts on drop locations. So we got some is, favorites. Yeah, this is for ranked. Mm -hmm. Okay, for, for public lobbies, we know you guys are fragging out. You're going to the, the top spots, but these are kind of more of our little more tricky, uh, off the beaten path. Uh, drop locations that hopefully not only get you decent loot for three, mm -hmm. probably have a survey beacon and have really good rotations into the center of the map. Yes. And the rotation aspect of it is incredibly important. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that we value information highly. And so you're going to see a theme in this one. So the first one is kind of an old favorite. Old reliable. It really is at this point. We've been dropping there for a year. Um, right outside rig um, to the south and rig proper sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very much a rarely contested drop, uh, which still breaks our heart. We know we need to get bigger. We know we need to reach more mm -hmm. people because this is absolutely a really good POI. It's on the perimeter. It's rarely contested. It's got great loop, great rotations, got a charge tower, survey beacon. Mm -hmm. It's got everything you want. In a drop. I was playing uh, ranked and dropping in the new areas of the map. Really struggling. I'm like, we're flipping it back. We're going to old reliable. Drop there. Two perps and a blue. Purple extended mag on my R3. Hop into rig. Three easy kill points. Hop into capacitor. Three easy kill points. And then you just head ring. And you're stacked. Yeah. Like that yeah. is, that's kind of the flow from that area. And we just feel so confident recommending that one. It's, you know, if you are a World's Edge fan. It's like survey camp for us there. Like that, this is the drop spot. It really is. But another drop location that we kind of like and are recommending is another corner mm -hmm. location on the perimeter and it's map room. Um, it used to be very contested. Not so much anymore though. It isn't as popular as it was on release when it came into the map. Uh, but this is a really cool POI. Again, it's on the perimeter. You have the awesome, uh, benefit of scanning the map room not only do you get the survey beacon no matter your team comp mm -hmm. but you also get to scan and see where everybody's at mm -hmm. really nice great loot great lo uh, rotations out of there i love going map room i think it's an absolute ranked drop and when we had a uh, team aim assist on that's where they were dropping mm -hmm. on king's canyon and they went off they were winning the lgs's at the time yeah map room is an outstanding location for all the reasons you said and then this kind of new addition, um, the Verdant Crossing. 
And I'll let, I'll yeah. let you dive into this one because I ha- I don't have as much experience as you dropping on this one, but I will just throw in before you talk about the actual drop. I rotate through here a lot and it's unlooted for a lot of the time and it always is very, very solid, good loot and it seems like a pretty safe space. Yeah, it it's always kind of been a good location on the map. Mm-hmm. I think this kind of shift in buildings and potentially a little bit more loot here really makes it a good option it is not a named poi which is one of the things we kind of look for Mm -hmm. um but i like it's a little bit in interior to the perimeter and so it's kind of close to be able to get to salvage get to market if you'd like um but decent loot there decent size to be able to kind of divide and conquer loot Mm -hmm. up quickly um, but then you have a ton of options. You have great zip lines into map room if you see a scrap going on mm-hmm. over there. Better hear a scrap. <laughs> uh, but then you also have a great jump tower. And we're going to talk more about the explosive holds. And there is one guaranteed here all the time. So I like this. I kind of had my eye on it early on. I'm going to continue kind of working on it, seeing if it's really nice. But I think it has potential. It's got lots of options, decent loot, and... I'm liking it so far. Yeah, and I imagine the nice thing as well about that is you can easily watch the dropship, see if other people drop nearby you. And like if nobody drops on that diving board above you, you just got two POIs worth of loot. Yeah, no doubt. It, it's very, very nice. You have a ton of options there. Last drop location that we're going to really highlight today is kind of two. Mm-hmm. Um, but crash site is massive. It's a huge, huge, huge POI. Um, and that has a lot of impact on not only map size, but also just the loot concentration mm-hmm. there. Um, there's three explosive holds in crash site, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but I think looking at a drop location, like we said at the top of the episode with artillery, mm-hmm. um, that's a good option. You know, dropping on the north side of artillery, rotating into crash site right now is a good way to pick up some kills just because it's so popular. But crash site, after this, uh, this another week of a honeymoon period, mm-hmm. Could shape up to be a really nice place on the perimeter that has an obscene amount of loot. Mm-hmm. I'm loving this new part of the map. I think it's fantastic with the normal loot perspective. The fights here feel really uh, legible and just easy to understand. I think this is a very, very strong area of the map. Let's talk about power positions. And Henry, give people the review because they might not understand if they're new because we didn't talk about power positions a lot with Olympus this last season. We certainly did not. Um, it is definitely a new thing if you haven't played on King's Canyon, but this is a term that we didn't necessarily coin, but we're certainly defining for this map in this game. Um, a power position is a location that's often going to be on high ground where you have the cover and more importantly, the vision to command a pretty large area of the map. Um, so if you see a team there at a power position, you know it's going to be extremely difficult to knock them off. And they are, at the same time, a direct threat to you in your inferior location. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be able to kind of recognize what a power position is, even if you don't have the terminology. Mm -hmm. So we're just trying to give you the tools in order to kind of know your way around. Mm -hmm. But why is this important? King's Canyon has verticality, while Olympus does not. We didn't talk about this last season Mm -hmm. because it did not exist. Totally different map. Now. Why is that? Well, it is a canyon, so you do have, you know, Mm -hmm. highs and lows. But the 
iconic Kings Canyon walls mm-hmm. at Repulsor Artillery and Air Base are very strong high ground positions that essentially must be played to secure late game victories. If the zone shrinks on these areas, the team that's up there is going to have a very, very strong chance of winning the game in comparison to you pushing to those areas. And that is not something that was as apparent on Olympus, which is why we need to bring this idea back now. Yeah, I mean, if if they're playing smart, if they have decent loot, if they're hitting their shots, they have a significant advantage Mm -hmm. in getting the actual win. But this means that on Kings Canyon and Ranked, you must be scanning survey beacons to secure the late game power position in a very short 12-15 minute average game time. Mm -hmm. So Kings Canyon, you know, because of these power positions, you not only have to, A, start scanning the beacons mm-hmm. if you don't already, but you need to do so quickly. Yeah. And you need to rotate quickly. So King's Canyon ranked is really no joke. You have to actually play smart, which is hard. Mm-hmm. So It's not an easy task at all. It's not. You pretty much have to really be thinking about rotation more than anything else on King's Canyon over all the other maps. So... We just wanted to let you guys know Mm -hmm. that that's a thing, if you don't know, and learn the power positions, go back, listen to our other uh, power positions episodes, Uh, you know, for our Patreon supporters out there, Mm -hmm. we've done full map guides, um, which really break down all three of them, all the power positions, all tips, drop locations, rotations, a lot more in depth. Check that out if you're interested, but if you can't support us or wouldn't like to, just scan the survey beacons. Mm-hmm. That will set mm-hmm. you up for great success. Let's talk about what I think is maybe the most impactful change for this map and the loot here in explosive holds. And they're blowing my mind thus far in gameplay and just how I now approach POIs and how I rotate is completely changed because of these holds. It really, really is. Last week, our first impressions, I was like, 30-30 is really the staple of this season. Um, it's going to impact gameplay the most. You know, explosive holds are just on King's Canyon, but I, early on, did not understand the volume of holds that there were, and their impact on the loot pool is palpable. Yeah. First thing you got to know is that there are 15 explosive holds. This is quite radical because the gold loot bunkers there was four of them. Yes. So we're talking more than three times the extra special loot on the map. And a quick shout out to at one for Miss E on Twitter, her and her husband, longtime listeners, and they not only beat us to counting and mapping all the holds, uh, but to our knowledge, they beat every other gaming media outlet out there. Mad respect, because I was working on it, writing it down as I was playing, and I felt like I was getting ahead of the game. They they were on it. So big shout out to them. Thanks for doing that for us. Um, so these explosive holds, they're a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, an incredible amount of additional high tier weapon attachments as well as weapons and ammo. You're Very gonna, important. You're going to be getting gold. You're going to be getting your gold mags and you're going to be getting gold hop ups at all of these holds. But that doesn't, that's not enough in of itself. You yeah. get any weapon seriously. And ammo for that gun. It feels like you can really shift your gameplay at any point when you see one of these and find the gun that you're confident going into the late game with. You really can. And they do vary 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you have a gold extended sniper mag and a skull piercer, maybe. Other times you'll have two purple lights and a heavy, uh, a gold heavy. Like that's kind of insane. That's, crazy. that's mm-hmm. an unreal amount of loot that we've never seen concentrated anywhere ever. Yeah. Like entire POIs don't have that kind of stuff. So kind of crazy. Um, but playing these off the drop and through rotations is pretty much unavoidable. Um, because the weapon pool is just absolutely kitted right now on King's Canyon specifically, mm-hmm. um, that makes a huge difference to what weapons we're recommending you use. And should we talk it's about impactful. that? We we'll get to it. Um, but kind of first off, I guess having a sneak peek into it, gold hop ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, most importantly, the anvil and the turbocharger are now in effect common in supply, which is crazy to say. It is, but it's, it's so true. It's nuts. We will definitely discuss these hop-ups further because some players may have never even used the Anvil receiver. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Uh, but even the turbocharger was so rare in previous seasons that I think it went nearly unused. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about those and touch more on future episodes. All we can say right now is the Devotion is an incredible weapon. It's worth picking up with a turbocharger. And the anvil receiver makes the R3 and the flatline incredibly more versatile. Yeah. I very much enjoy using them. These explosive holds are crazy. The versatility they offer in loot, but the impact on my actual rotations is still what has blown me away. Uh, and I'm really liking this addition to the map particularly. It's huge. Now, let's kind of talk a little bit more about kind of weapon selection on King's Canyon. Um, Gold and purple attachment, rarity aside, Mm -hmm. King's Canyon is incredibly different from both Olympus and World's Edge. They're all quite unique. They're all different, which which, is which is great. I'm shocked by. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm really impressed with the diversity they're able to have in their maps. It's cool to me. I very much like it. But King's Canyon being what has been considered to be kind of the smallest of the three or initially kind of a tight, very close proximity. All the POIs are very dense, as you're saying. Um, And with the destruction of Skulltown, kind of less reliance on this urban fight. Shotguns, Mm a little less, like, drastically important. Still solid weapons, but not as dominant or necessary in all fights Mm -hmm. on King's Canyon, just because there's a lot less buildings and urban fights. Yeah. On Kings, though, you do have to close the gap quickly and end fights as soon as possible. Like we said, you're scanning the beacons and rotating quickly. Same sort of vibe applies to gunfights. Mm-hmm. Quick, close the gap, get it over with because it's dense. It's the, a very the, dense the map. The third parties will come on this map quickly, which is kind of why we're saying that. And so you need to be able to, like Henry is saying, close that gap, finish the fight, loot quick, and move on. This map is different from a weapons perspective in that we don't spend as much time swapping between the guns that we like the most. Yeah, it's definitely true. So our recommendation to kind of fall into this close the gap, finish quickly, is first you're going to have that medium range DMR, which is a dedicated marksman's rifle. It's probably going to be the G7, 30-30, longbow, or triple take. G7. All good options. (laughs) We all know which is our favorite. Um, And that's really for multiple purposes. A, you're going to be keeping squads back Mm -hmm. uh, while you have the power position or for breaking armor when you're pushing a fight. Mm -hmm. So very useful, very versatile weapon. 
older I get, more experience, more experience I get, I kind of realize that this single fire semi-automatic, that's the way you go. Place your shots, do your damage. Don't waste half a mag. Don't waste a full mag. Go with the DMRs. Yeah, they're they're incredibly strong here. And then at the same time, that secondary is just incredibly important. Yeah, and some people say like it's not a secondary. Like Apex doesn't have like oh you have your pistol and you mm-hmm, have it's mm-hmm. a really you have two primaries. Yeah, and so it's hard to get around that terminology. But know that you have two weapons. Mm-hmm. They're both solid. You don't have your sidearm. You have two full arms. If you um, have a sidearm, it's yeah. your own choice. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> which is a nice choice they give you. Mm-hmm. And so that second kind of option, I think you have a really solid amount of choices mm-hmm. uh, for this map. Um, I can confidently say, there's other, I, c- I can say less confidently, but <laughs> I can confidently recommend the R301, Flatline, Hemlock, Havoc, Volt, Devotion, Spitfire, and R99. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of options. That is a lot. Pretty much the vibe is that full auto is really going to be useful in these medium, close range, outdoor fights in Kings Canyon. Um, you know, you can get away with other options, but having that kind of DMR medium range and then having a full auto to kind of finish those fights off quickly, consistently, that's kind of going to be the way to go. The only other thing I'll throw in here, and it's unique to this season and I'm going to have to play more into the season to see if it's unique to this map or if it's unique to others. But the anvil coming back in has led me to more confidently use the R301 and the flatline in that DMR medium range capability. And then couple that with my nine or the Mastiff or something like something else devotion and just feel confident like I have a lot of versatility with that gun because of this hop up. And I'm not worried about getting the hop up. That's the key thing because of this map, particularly. I'm always confident I'm going to find that anvil if that's the strategy I want to go about. You definitely are going to find it. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Now, let's chat a little bit about the legends. Um, you know, as we've said in the past, the meta isn't drastically impacted based on you know the internal data that's been shared with us. Um, so. Legend choice team composition mm-hmm. isn't necessarily cut and dry, similar to how the weapon meta isn't really cut and dry based on the map. Mm-hmm. But we'd like to kind of just reiterate our strategy and how legends play a role in that. First thing, verticality is king on kings. Horizon, Octane, Pathfinder, very good choices, if not necessary. Mm-hmm. Second, survey beacons, Crypto, Bloodhound, Pathfinder, we seriously recommend them. And if you haven't noticed, there is someone that fills both those categories in there. Pathy does both. And as much as we are huge Horizon fans and huge Octane fans for the high ground, that zip line does still have the capability to go higher than any one of those other abilities. And it is not noticed on World's Edge and it's not really noticed on Olympus, but I do notice it sometimes on Kings being like, I want to get up there and not being able to. It certainly is. You have to adapt to the different map because it really is different and Mm -hmm. your team comp should reflect that. It's not going to make or break it, but you should be keeping that in mind when you're in the the legend select screen. Then based on that idea of verticality, high ground is stronger in the late game than buildings. So Watson is kind of nice to have with Mm -hmm. that pylon to avoid the flip side of that, which we also recommend they use anti-high grounders. The Bangalore, Gibraltar, Fuse, their ultimates really help to soften up power positions before you hit them hard. 
with a vertical push. I can't tell you how many times we've used Jibby and Path together on this map for just endless periods of time. They are an amazing combination together. I feel like my win rate goes up when I play Gibraltar. I just really do. Anything else before we say we wrapped up our little Kings Canyon review? I'm happy to be back. I love how drastically different Kings Canyon is. I mm-hmm. wish more people spoke about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of out on an island uh, <laughs> when we talk about kind of the, the diversity. Um, but I love the map. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let us know your thoughts mm-hmm. on what do you think? Is it important to choose different weapons and legends? Do Does positioning matter more on this map than others? What's mm-hmm. your experience? We'd love to know. Hopefully some of these tips and tricks uh, help you pull out a dub or two as well along the way. Let's do a legend concept now coming from Pineapple Man, a jump master on Patreon, which guarantees that your legend concept will be read out on the show. Codenamed Beastie, real name Lucas Crove, age 20, gender male. Here's some backstory. When Lucas Beastie, an archaeologist slash engineer who loves the idea of recreating extinct species, was 16, he recreated an ancient species of prowlers as robots. When he was 19, he ran away from his city for accidentally letting loose his prowlers, which caused thousands of dollars in property damage. Why does he want to be in the games? You know that giant monster skeleton thing in Kings Canyon? Yeah, he wants to study it. He's also curious if he can find other creature skeletons there around the map. Very, very cool idea. His hitbox size is normal. Let's talk about the lore, though, for a second, because I think it's fascinating. I love it. That's a great idea. I love the creativity. Um, you know, we have a lot of different backstories. I love this one. It's pulling right from the map and mm-hmm. saying, hey, we have these bones, have this history. Let's bring in someone who is completely related to that. I love it. I think it's a great idea. And we've seen a lot of art concepts as well around like other creatures being a part of King's Canyon. So we know there's something there also. So I love that. Starting with the passive though. Technical expert. Friendly ultimates and tacticals recharge 5% faster when they're in a 10 meter radius of you. For example, caustic straps would take 14.25 seconds to recharge instead of 15 seconds. Enemies have to take out your knockdown shield before they can finish you. Very interesting passive, mm-hmm. to be honest. I think you might feel it a little bit on the ultimate. I'm not sure you're going to feel that 14.25 versus 15. I actually really like the knockdown idea though. Like if you have one, it has to be used. Like maybe it becomes like a little bubble uh-huh. around you or uh-huh. something. Like I, it could be I, so cool. I think that's a cool thing. You know, we try to stray away from saying like, oh, something that is good when you're knocked. Yeah. Is a really strong like ability. Mirage. Like, mirage. Yeah. Like, it's cool, but it's not like, oh, wow, that's it's super not going to impact the game. Yeah. So this passive is fun. Cool. I like the idea of helping out the team with the passive. You know, that's always something that I like. I think you could crank it up a little more, mm-hmm. you know, it. It's kind of iffy. You start if you messing have with cool that downs. radius, I mm-hmm. think you can crank it up a little bit more. Yeah, I think you sure. can. If you're playing tight, you should get a reward. Mm-hmm. Tactical location device. You throw a small gadget that scans in a 10 meter bubble. It pings everyone in the radius for three seconds. Cooldown of 25 seconds. Gold helmet, 20. It's something similar to Bloodhound's tactical. Interesting concept. You know, very, um, I think the effectiveness might be limited to being inside, particularly. Because uh, the radius is kind of tight. Uh, I think you might be able to do more there, but like you said, very similar to Bloodhounds. Yeah, I, I think if this is some sort of totem that you're putting out, it's a gadget. Mm-hmm. I think you can either blow up that radius or make it a lot more powerful. Mm-hmm. Just because right now in this current state, it's going to be a lot less versatile than that scan with Bloodhound. Yeah, I'm all good for 
putting something in the game that's similar, maybe challenges mm-hmm. that. Um, but if it's deployed, I think you should be maybe getting some sort of advanced wall hack, some something that's longer in duration mm-hmm. or is slowing people down at the same time. I'm not sure exactly, but we want to. There's room for some more, more power, power there. Yeah, yeah, especially if it's a single charge. Last but not least, we have the ultimate Unleash the Beast. You summon one of your robotic prowlers to help you in a battle. It has 175 HP. It does 25 damage. If you mark someone with your location device and it pings someone, the prowler will track the pinged player. Cool down 120 seconds. I hope you like it. Really, really cool. You know, we again and again get drawn back to this idea of having a companion ultimate. Mm-hmm. The prowler is kind of the top of the list. Uh, having a specter or a stalker is kind of number two. Yeah. Some crazy people talk about titans. Um, Be crazy. <laughs> but I, I, I like this idea, and I really like the thought that you put into coordinating the tactical and the ultimate. Yes. I like abilities that work together. Um, this kind of makes it so that the tactical is very useful um, for adding power to that ultimate, where it's not just you scan them, you're pinging them and marking them kind of for death, mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to stick this prowler on you. That's kind of interesting. I'd love to see something like this experimented with further in the game. I would love to see a companion so much. Thank you for the concept, Pineapple Man. I think you have the room to crank the power a little bit higher, though, overall. And that would be the, maybe if you want to do a revision, we can then talk about that on a Patreon episode or something. If you'd like your legend concept read out on the show, though, check out our Patreon. There's multiple tiers that guarantee features on the podcast. Let's wrap it up now with some five-star review questions. First question coming from Tamagaton. Best Apex pod ever. Hi guys, I've been listening to you for a little while now and I love the content. It's so good. I've been playing since season three and stopped playing from four to six and I'm struggling to get wins, but I can get kills for days. How do I get more wins? Keep up the brilliant work. More wins, play smarter, play with teammates, listen to the podcast. First like that's seriously <laughs> true. Play slower. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be going for every kill. Play for positioning. Play for placement mm-hmm. is easy. You know, you do have to make some small tweaks to your team composition, maybe your own personal legend, scanning the beacon. But you get more XP for placement than mm-hmm. you do kills. So it's in your benefit to do it. And everybody wants wins. Yep. You know? Next question and last question coming from Elliot. Five stars. I really enjoyed the pod for strats and metas. I main Octane and Horizon. Do you have any suggestions for other legends I should use? I've tried them all, but not much. Thanks so much for the review and the question. Uh, honestly, the two legends that you're playing are a very similar play style in mm-hmm. my mind. Uh, there's not a third that I could just throw in there and easily say you're going to be able to adapt to this. No problem. I was going to say he might enjoy pathfinder i think yeah. pathfinder would be the third one that fits in there from a similarity of play style but yeah. there are definitely differences and a higher skill cap a bit to use effectively yeah i assuming that you want an offensive legend mm-hmm. um i think that there's a ton of different options i i think more people should give bangalore a shot mm-hmm. um, just because the mobility and that versatility as kind of a flex legend being able to go on the attack and kind of run away at the same time. It's very similar to kind of an Octane play style. So I think maybe that's something you could try out. Um, but other than those two, I think if you want to try something new, it's going to be new. Yeah. So you're going to really go into a whole different play style 
if you're looking to switch up your legend. Great answer. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Give us a follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Pods, leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on the next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream. Check out the Discord via link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.